this episode is for all the witchies out there. Or if you're just interested in Halloween and all things spooky season. Because today's episode, we are going to be discussing the origins of Samhain. Samhain is actually a Gaelic term. And it literally translates to mean summer's end. And that's because Samhain falls roughly midway between two Celtic holidays or festivals. It falls right between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. And what it actually signifies is the end of harvest as we enter into the dark winter months. And yes, it is pronounced Sa-win. In Ireland, it's pronounced Sow-in. And in Scotland, it's pronounced Sa-vin. So let's talk a little bit about the origins of Sawin and why most people in our culture really know so little about it. Sawin is not and never has been associated with, quote, evil. Rather, it is a celebration of the changing of seasons and how this relates to our physical mortal lives and our mortal changing of seasons. It is a celebration of the belief that death is not the end of our existence and that there is some kind of a triumph of life after death. It is also a time to celebrate loved ones who have moved past this life and into the next by inviting them into your home and into your life to help guide you with their otherworldly wisdom. Let's talk a little bit more about the logistics of where Samhain actually came from. So as we mentioned, it is a Celtic festival, and specifically it is a fire festival, one of four fire festivals that happen throughout the year. And this one is the most important of them all. It is a celebration that lasts three days and three nights, and actually is often seen as a New Year celebration but not in the way that we currently, modernly, celebrate a new year. The Druids would hold a huge festival each year on the evening before their new year. That festival was held in honor of the god Samhain. He was the Druid god of death and was also known as All Hallowtide. As we previously mentioned, the element of fire was really important and really took a huge role in this festival. This was ritual because the fire represented the sun, which was slowly disappearing as winter came closer and closer. The autumn equinox was a festival to celebrate a day of equilibrium, as in the sun was out an equal amount of time as it was gone. Shortly after comes Samhain, where the sun is now occupying less and less time in the day as we enter into winter. So the use of fire representing sun in this ritual meant that there was a huge bonfire built, usually in the center of the village. And the fire would slowly burn throughout these three-day, three-night-long festival. And at the end of these three days and three nights, the Celts would use 
this ritualistic bonfire to carry fire back into their own homes where they could relight the fire inside using the flames from this sacred festival bonfire. It was a symbolic way of gathering as a community and keeping your home alive with warmth and light throughout the darkest time of the year. It was also believed that at this time, the veil between the living and the dead was at its thinnest. And that because of this, that veil could be breached. It was believed that otherworldly creatures could break through this veil. These would be supernatural creatures similar to fairies or elves in Celtic mythology, or similar to pagan nature spirits and gods as well. And it wasn't so much a belief that there were evil spirits coming through, as it was that there could be mischievous spirits coming through. But because the veil was thin, not only were these creatures and spirits coming through, but it was also believed that dead ancestors were able to transcend the boundary as well. This is where, in learning about Sawin, it can be more helpful to think of it like the Day of the Dead, honoring ancestors and inviting them into your home. During this time, the Celts welcomed their dead ancestors who were crossing this boundary and this barrier, this veil, and they were actually inviting them to join in this celebration, this festival, and their feasts. This is a time in which the dead were honored because to pagans, death was not feared. It was celebrated as a natural part of life and a progress. In this way, there were many similar rituals revolving around that fire again. The fire representing the sun, representing life. So at a Sawin altar, you might light a candle and pray for friends or loved ones who have passed on. You remember them with love and accept that they are physically absent. This is where we have many traditions nowadays, such as lighting a candle, placing it in your window, on your altar, or even in a more fun way, in your carved pumpkin. This is a way that you can guide the dead to your home. And speaking of those carved pumpkins, let's take a minute and talk about the origins of Halloween and how this aligns with Samhain. So first we'll talk about how they are similar and then we'll talk about how everything got jarbled, mixed up, and what happened to create Halloween. So similar to Halloween, Samhain is symbolizing the end of harvest. So there's a lot of harvest feasts. These will include apples, pumpkins, and other fall crops. As we mentioned, it is believed that the veil is thin. So in order to hide from unwanted or mischievous spirits, monsters, the Celts actually disguised themselves by dressing up in animal skins. And this is where our tradition of dressing up for Halloween came from today. There is even an old Irish story called The Legend of Stingy Jack, which talks a little bit about the origin of jack-o'-lanterns and how people took measures to hide from these spirits during Halloween. Another fun origin is actually apple bobbing. 
So this was actually appropriated from the Irish Sawin. Apples are a sign of fertility and abundance. So there's old traditions in which young unmarried women would obviously bite into the apple floating in the water. They would apple bob based off of the apples that their suitors specifically picked. If you were able to bob for the apple of the suitor you wanted, the first person to bite into the apple would be the next one who was allowed to marry the following season. So besides the ways in which Halloween has taken some of the fun points of Samhain, let's talk a little bit more seriously about how Christianity has taken over a pagan holiday. So Halloween, we know, is basically a contraction of All Hallows' Eve. This was actually a holiday observed on October 31st because it is the evening before All Hallows' Day, which is November 1st. This is also known as All Saints' Day. Pope Gregory III actually was the one who established November 1st as All Saints' Day and created this as an official holiday in which Christians were to celebrate all the saints that have attained heaven status. Thus, the day before Saints' Day became holy or hallowed. Thus, we have Halloween. And typically, the church held some sort of a vigil on All Hallows' Eve, where worshipers would prepare themselves with prayer and fasting for the day of the feast itself, and obviously worshiping inside of their churches, temples, etc. In complete contrast to the pagan rituals, which were outdoor, connected to nature, connected to loved ones, to the entire neighborhood and town, and where everyone was able to bring back a piece of that magic fire and place it in their own home. We can see actually similar origins with Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th just passed for us. And in our modern Western society, Friday the 13th really has a negative connotation placed on it. It's known as an unlucky or a spooky day. Because this is so similar, Let's take a minute to recognize where Christianity has stepped in to replace festival and celebration with fear-mongering. Typically, many historical cultures have associated the number 12 with this idea of being whole or complete. We can see this in a lot of examples, like the 12 days of Christmas, the 12 months of the year, the 12 zodiacs, there was even the 12 labors of Hercules, the 12 gods of Olympus. You can see it in the 12 tribes of Israel, just to name a few. So let's see why 13 has such a long history of bad luck. A lot of historians like to trace it back to a biblical tradition, specifically the Last Supper of Jesus Christ. There were 12 apostles and then Jesus himself, creating 13 guests at the supper table. The day after the supper was held was a Friday. And to be exact, it was Good Friday, the day of Jesus's crucifixion. A lot of historians believe that this arrangement of 13 at the Last Supper 
has given a very long-standing superstition in Christianity that having 13 guests specifically at a table was a bad omen and that it was a precursor to an impending death or doom. There are other researchers who have added to this. Not only was Jesus crucified on a Friday, but Friday was supposedly said to be the day that Adam tasted of the fruit of the tree of knowledge. And supposedly Friday was the day that Cain killed his brother Abel as well. Back in the year 1307, we had Friday, October the 13th, where we have the very gruesome arrest and torture of the Knights Templar as well. So, as we can see, and like we said, a lot of fear-mongering in the Christian side of things. As I got a chance to really look into Samhain and its origins, and some of the Celtic and pagan beliefs surrounding these festivals, not only is it very easy to see that it has not been associated with evil, but that it is a celebration of life, a celebration of death, and a celebration of the relationships that exist beyond the two. As the seasons change, so do we. By inviting in the memory of those loved ones, and inviting their help and guidance, and that spirit world wisdom, we can use Sawin as a time for deep reflection, even deeper gratitude, and realignment in order to prepare for the changing seasons ahead of us. These celebrations and festivals and feasts are opportunities for us to come together as communities, as loved ones, and support one another in the changing of these seasons. Knowing that with the darkness comes introspection. It creates a deep and fertile time in which we celebrate the harvest we've had this year and prepare for the seeds to sprout next year. So as you enter into your winter months, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, and beyond, I hope that learning more about the traditions of Samhain help you to incorporate this celebration and this gratitude into your own celebrations and life. And as we celebrate this very beautiful summer's end, have a fun, spooky season. I will see you at the next episode.